Hello, this is the Sri Lankan News Podcast. Every day I bring you news headlines from Sri Lanka. If you would like to stay updated about the daily news, politics and international relations of Sri Lanka, be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Hello and welcome to the Sri Lankan News Podcast. Today is Wednesday, 9th of June 2021. Starting off with the headlines, the Daily FT reports that Prime Minister Mahinda Rajapaksa yesterday invited global companies to select Sri Lanka as their investment destination of choice as the government stepped up in efforts to boost its international profile. The Daily News reports that the port city is expecting 15 billion dollars worth of foreign direct investment. The Daily News also reports that President Gotabaya Rajapaksa has urged officials to implement the decision to use organic fertilizer despite the challenges. The Dinamina headline says that the Indian environmentalist Vandana Shiva has stated that Sri Lanka will become a special place with the banning of chemical fertilizer. Meanwhile, the Daily Mirror reports that according to the GMOA, the dependency on oxygen by COVID patients has gone up by a staggering 441%. Taking an in-depth look at these stories now, the Daily FT reports that speaking on day 2 of the virtually held Sri Lanka Investor Forum, the Prime Minister Mahinda Rajapaksa has said that the government has already started to put in place a number of measures that would make Sri Lanka an attractive country for investors from around the world. These measures are aimed at ensuring that both local and foreign investors will be able to establish profitable ventures without unnecessary barriers. In this background, the government eagerly invites investors to select Sri Lanka as their investment destination of choice. Speaking at the same event, Sri Lanka tourism chairperson Kimali Fernando made a compelling case for the country's growth decade, inviting global investors to explore investment opportunities in Sri Lanka. which she said is the place to be for travelers post covid-19 pandemic noting that tourism is considered an export industry mrs fernando also said that tax holidays and exemptions have been provided to make sri lanka more attractive to investors meanwhile speaking at the event national operation center for prevention of covid-19 outbreak head and army commander general shavendra silva assured that the entire population will be vaccinated by early next year a development which should it come to pass would drastically help sri lanka's efforts to take large strides forward economically he said that the government expects to shield the entire population from covid-19 by the end of 2021 to early 2022 allowing the workforce economic pillars economic counterparts and general public to run the country for advancement he also said that the government has effectively managed the first and the second wave of the covid-19 pandemic and they are now in the process of controlling the third wave meanwhile the lanka deepa headline says that according to the army commander general shavendra silva the country will be opened only if the experts advise to do so the paper also reports that a group of specialist doctors have written to the president asking to tighten the restrictions on travel as the number of patients have risen by 12% and the number of deaths have risen by 28%. The morning newspaper reports that the administration of Sinopharm vaccines to pregnant women has commenced today 
at the Medical Officer of Health's office in Piliandala this morning. The Daily FT reports that Justice Minister Ali Sabri has yesterday presented the Coronavirus Disease 2019 Temporary Provisions Bill to Parliament, which makes provision to provide relief to those affected by disruption caused by the pandemic, such as an inability to perform contractual obligations or exercise contractual rights. The bill also seeks to allow the conduct of court proceedings using remote communication technology. Under the provisions of the bill, which will be valid for a period of two years, the relief will cover those who have obtained loans from licensed banks or financial companies, where such facility is secured, wholly or partially, against any commercial or industrial movable property or against any plant, machinery or fixed asset used for manufacturing, production or other business purposes. The relief will also apply to those who are in higher purchase or lease agreements to hire plant, machinery, fixed assets or commercial vehicles. The new law will also apply to agreements between housing developers and a purchaser for sale, as well as a purchase of one or more units of housing. The Daily FT also reports that Sri Lanka today received 1 million doses of Sinopharm and will be receiving 65,000 doses of Sputnik V by the end of the week. As such, the country has received 2 million of the 13 million doses of the Sinopharm COVID-19 vaccine Sri Lanka has ordered from the vaccine manufacturer. The country also received a donation of 1.1 million doses from China. Regarding the Sputnik V doses expected by the end of the week, State Minister of Pharmaceutical Production, Supply and Regulation, Professor Channa Jaisuman said in Parliament yesterday that we will receive 65,000 Sputnik vaccine doses on Friday. Of these, 15,000 are second-dose vaccines. We will provide these to the Gotatua MOH and the remaining 50,000 vaccines will be used to carry out the remainder of the immunization program in the Kandy district. The Daily Mirror reports that Field Marshal Sarat Fonseca has told Parliament yesterday that some of the people who have received the COVID-19 vaccines have been charged 1,000 rupees. While stating that many who had to pay this amount have informed him about it, Field Marshal Fonseca also noted that this situation should be probed. The Daily FT reports that, to kick-start economic activity in rural areas, the government yesterday announced a fresh plan to support launch of new industries with investments of 100 million rupees at divisional secretariat division levels. Under this initiative, the government plans to promote at least one project at each divisional secretariat division and thereby generate small and medium-scale enterprises, increase employment and entrepreneurialism at, rural, at the rural level. Promotion of value-added production, utilizing local resources and raw material at divisional level is another objective, along with encouraging exports and imports substitution. The Daily FT reports that the main opposition, Samagi Janapalavega, yesterday said it unconditionally stands for media freedom and right to information. SJB leader Sajid Premadasa said, I quote, We are against all types of restrictions, threats and censorships introduced against media organizations. History clearly witnesses the fate and destiny of every ruler or government that suppressed media, end quote. He was responding to controversial remarks by Health Ministry spokesman Dr. Hemanta Herath, stating that many of the journalists killed in the past were, quote-unquote, third class in response to questions asked by a journalist.
Meanwhile, the SJB MP Rajita Senaratne told a press conference yesterday that the former Prime Minister Ranil Wickremesinghe should not allow himself to be misled by those who have joined the UNP recently and to confront SJB once he comes to Parliament. The Daily FT also reports that in a major breakthrough, the government has agreed to let Sri Lankan universities collaborate with their global counterparts in a bid to improve their international rankings. The initiative will be orchestrated via MOUs aimed at forging educational partnerships between respective universities. The move is in line with the government's policy of boosting local universities' global grading coefficients. This week, the Cabinet of, Cabinet of Ministers approved a proposal in this regard submitted by Education Minister Professor G.L. Pires. The Cabinet of Ministers this week has also approved a proposal to draft a new national cultural policy replacing the existing gazetted, that gazetted way back in 2007. The move was proposed by Prime Minister as the Minister of Buddhasasana, Religious and Cultural Affairs. The government said since 2007 there had been no further revision, although approval of the Cabinet of Ministers has been granted in 2017 to prepare a national art and cultural policy by further revising the 2007 document. The need for a national cultural policy to suit the contemporary requirements has arisen, and the government said that the rationale for the Prime Minister's proposal and subsequent Cabinet approval to prepare a new key policy by further revising the existing national cultural policy and to appoint a committee comprised of intellectuals with a broad knowledge on the subject representing all cultures. In other news, Switzerland said that it expresses solidarity with Sri Lanka in its fight against the COVID-19 pandemic and yesterday delivered over half a million antigen tests, 50 ventilators, 150 oxygen concentrators, as well as other medical examination materials worth 800 billion rupees. The Swiss aid is intended to benefit the population throughout the country while witnessing the co concrete sign of friendship and longer-term collaboration between the two countries. Several newspapers also report that the current wave of the COVID-19 virus spreading in Melbourne, Australia has started with a traveller arriving from Sri Lanka. The Daily Mirror reports that according to the Disaster Management Centre, the number of deaths reported due to adverse weather conditions in the country has increased to 21 in five districts by yesterday. That's all the news in the Sri Lankan News Podcast today. Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast or find it useful, please share it with others and subscribe, rate or review this podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sri Lanka News Podcast. If you would like to stay updated about the daily news, politics and international relations of Sri Lanka, be sure to subscribe to this podcast.